Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm Debbie. And I'm Allison. And we're the Poltergals. Spooky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Debbie. And we're the Poltergals. So, uh, once again, Debbie's not feeling the greatest. Yay. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I feel like it's been, like, nonstop. If you guys can hear it, like, I literally feel snot running on the back of my throat right now. <laughs> so if you guys can hear that through the microphone, I'm sorry. <laughs> just know I'm just, this is as unpleasant of an experience for me as it is for you guys listening. <laughs> if it makes you all feel any better, it... I feel better. It I'm, was I'm a lot worse yesterday. Yeah. Allison, like, literally was, like, force-feeding cough drops down my throat. <laughs> like, she literally was like, put this in your mouth. And it I was like, okay. It wasn't like that. I no, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I did bring a handful, like, a giant handful of cough drops. <laughs> and I was like, here. Yeah. That's okay. She takes care of me. Sometimes. It's fine. That's how I know she loves me, even though she'll never say it. What? Never. She'll never say it. Me? It's fine. Nope. It's fine. Um... Well, welcome back to another episode. Um, are we in 2023 yet? Are we well, recording in the future? Technically, we're we're in the past. Yeah. But this. But this episode will come out in the future. 2023. So. So it's kind of like a blast from the past. In the future. In the future. So happy New Year's, everybody! Yeah. You made it to another year of listening to the Poltergals. How's that make you feel? You should be ashamed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You should be glad that you stuck around with us for this entire time um, and seen us and learned together and grow together and um, all those mm. other good things that people do together. Um, a family that has spooky stories together stays together, right? Sure. <laughs> totally. Well. All right. Well, this story is Grove Park Inn in Asheville, North Carolina. Ooh. Ooh. I really yeah. want to go to Asheville. I hear they're like a really good music city. I hear there's a lot of cool stuff. Also, I know a really cool couple that just opened a art gallery there. I mean, oh. I don't know them, but I like know of them. They're like YouTube famous, so. <laughs> um, but I want to go. You know, I just I want to go to that part of the country. Yeah. Because honestly. I've gone to New York City, mm -hmm. but outside of that, I've never been to east coast oh my gosh allison i'll have to show you my vision board we're on it i made yeah. a i made a vision board and i have i put two little ghosts on it i put like a little airplane by us and like it's um, real cute yeah so it'll be good i think that's kind of 
I know last episode you asked me my New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. I think I really want it just for us to be able to travel to like spooky stuff that's not in Texas. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I mean, if you guys caught my um, newest reel going to San Antonio, that's what I did for Christmas break. Um, how was your Christmas, Allison? Oh, it's a lot. A lot. Yeah. Family is a lot. I understand that. It was a lot. Man, so much family. And then I found out my Uncle Mario was eating my Nana's rice. Oof. I don't like the way that sounds. My uncle was eating my Nana's rice? What does rice stand for? Is that a euphemism for something? No. He <laughs> makes the best rice. And let me tell you. Let me tell you. No, no one eats my Nana's rice except for <laughs> us. And then he goes over and takes a picture of Nana's rice, like a plate full of rice, mm-hmm. and then sends it to my brother. Oh, great. And then my brother shows me, ooh. And so, oh, yeah. And then I, I go over and I call my Nana, and my Uncle Mario's there, and he's just sitting there <laughs> laughing because my Nana gets mad at him. Allison, your family is hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the episode. I feel like this has been a long <laughs> intro, but we have a lot to talk about, and um, we're really excited to be in 2023, so... Okay. <laughs> Allison, let's get started. So, ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Since its opening in 1913, the Omni Grove Park Inn, located in Asheville, North Carolina, has been one of the country's most celebrated resorts. Listed on the National Register of Historic Places, the spectacular holiday destination has hosted countless luminaries. Ooh, luminaries? I don't know why I decided to put big words in there. Like, I, I read it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds fancy. That's what I want to be called in the future. I want people to, like, look back and be like, wow, Debbie, she was such a luminary. That'd be, like, so bougie. You know? Like, that's, like, my goal. I want to be in the luminaries. Yeah. I I don't know why I put bougie words in here for bougie places <laughs> when I could just put bougie. But then if I read the word bougie, I want to even know that it says bougie because I don't know how to pronounce words. Yeah. Anyway. So the luminaries over the years, including U.S. President like Woodrow Wilson, mm-hmm. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, mm-hmm. and Dwight D. Eisenhower. Wow. Yeah. The his- F-D-R-D-D-E. <laughs> I don't know. Why do they all have like their middle initial? I don't know. Anyway. That is a great question. I think it's just because they're so fancy. They add their middle initial, you know? Like, so fancy that you have to have your middle initial. Like, oh, that wasn't just Debbie Wright. That was Debbie L. Wright. Just be, like you're so fancy that you have to change your, the E Deborah to your name L. Wright. to Edward. Yeah. Because apparently Howard E. Butt wasn't good enough. No, <laughs> Howard Edward Butt. But. He had to change his whole name to make it Edward. I like that H-E-B is the example that you use. <laughs> it's the only example that I knew of that I could think of on the spot. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> we always talk about how much we love H-E-B, so. Uh, that's H-E-B sponsor us. <laughs> we're both former employees, so yeah. it's great. It's the yeah. perfect setup. It's the perfect setup. <laughs> Set up. up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the history... Of the Grove Park Inn traces back to an aspiring pharmacist named Edwin Willie Grove. Again with the middle name. I know, that's what I'm saying. Is this going to be a a, a continued thing throughout the the episode? Maybe. 
maybe. I kind of forgot because it's been a while since, since I done the, the since I did the research. <laughs> so, born in, on a royal farm in 1850s, Grove pursued a career in pharmaceuticals in order to elevate himself out of severe poverty. Mm. The first step in Grove's grand plan involving purchasing a pharmacy in Paris, Tennessee. Not Paris, France. <laughs> no, Paris, Tennessee. You know, we have a Paris, Texas, too. I know. You know, one of the most common cities that starts with a U is Union. Union? Union. I would never have thought about that. I don't know why the first thing came to my head is like Eustace, but that's really no, E. It's like, <laughs> it, it's Union and something else. Mm, but like, there's a lot of states that have Union whatever. Like, there's a Union Texas. I was going to say, I know like Union Way sounds like a like popular road, but I don't know. Yeah, it's super weird. Mm, cool. The more you know. Anyways, he invested all of his time formulating a tasteless formula that could fight malaria. Yay. Grove had created a beverage that he called Grove's Tasteless Chill Tonic. Chill Tonic. I didn't know he was chill like that. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (coughs) That was... Anyway. After... after several years of experimentation, which purportedly relieved the symptoms of the disease almost immediately, wow. his tetonic became an overnight success, becoming a household name after the contemporary concoctions like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola had real cocaine in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, but wasn't it al- wasn't it also supposed to be like a yeah i mean i think all sodas started out like tonics i mean we literally have dr pepper here and it yeah. was started by a doctor like these were all pharmacists that was like pharmacists that yeah. were like hmm what can i make out make to cure this um and then coca-cola they're like hey it's a good pain reliever it tastes good it makes you feel better here you go take some cocaine it's literally oh it's so dumb yeah uh, Grove had even managed to sell about 1.5 million bottles of his tonic over the course of two decades, That's crazy. amassing a great for- fortune in the process. It was around this time that Grove first discovered Asheville, often ill with bronchitis. Me too. That's what I Bronchi- have right now. Is Just that kidding. bronchitis? No, you're right. Bronchitis. bronchitis. Okay, I was like, Have wait, you ever had bronchitis? I literally get it, it every year, twice a year. Oof. Oof. Yeah, I get it once Typically around this time of year, mm-hmm. and then once again at the start of the new year. I don't know. I don't have insurance. I can't go to the doctor, so I'm just, I'm just living this out. Whatever's yeah. happening mm-hmm. right now, I, uh, I'm just going with. Mine it. gets so bad that it like hurts to breathe, and like my chest, like I can feel it in my lungs. See, I have asthma, so anytime I get sick, it's already like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, literally no. me last night. I was like, Cameron, I'm so sorry. I'm breathing so loud. I cannot breathe out of my nose or anything. So <laughs> yeah, no, my mine's bad. Oof. So, Groh's doctors recommended that he convalesced. What? Convalesced. Convalesced in the clean mountain air of it's Western. It's basically like the same thing with like Estes Park, where they're like, "Oh, uh, you can't breathe very well, or you're sick. Mm, just go get some mountain air. You'll be fine." That's so. Just go weird. somewhere high up in the air and just breathe. <laughs> where the air is thinner. Yeah, I think so. I think it's supposed to be easier to breathe. I think the oxygen count might be higher, but I've also heard that, like, you can't breathe as well. No, I don't know. I don't know. Something about clean mountain air. That, that was the That's cure-all for everything back in the so day. so weird. Yeah. He, at some point, stumbled upon 
Asheville and quickly fell in love with it. Yeah. Despite his poor health, Grove continued to push himself to create bigger and better pharmaceutical inventions. He traveled the nation looking for new business partners as well as novel sources of inspiration. On a trip to Detroit, Grove encountered a like-minded soul named Fred. The man formed the men formed a strong friendship that was that lasted over the years. A strong friendship in quotation marks. Exactly. They they were just friends back in the day. Just friends. Duh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Who do you think they are? I'm just joking. I do don't know. Do you think they live like in that. 2023? Maybe. <laughs> you never know. I, they might have just been friends. Or, uh, the men formed a strong friendship in quotation marks. That's, that's just all it was. Yeah, that's all it was. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, Grove. In history, we'll call them friends. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. So, Grove eventually invited C- a Fred to a summer residence in Asheville where they decided decided to work together operating the Paris Medicine Company. Grove and Seeley, which is Fred's last name, mm-hmm. n- nevertheless started to see that another economic opportunity awaited them in Asheville itself. The two realized that the tranquil environs of Asheville provided the perfect setting in which to promote the health and well-being of the nation's worry. Mm. Worry. Sure. Or they get or? Um, I don't know. That's a weird word. Mm. They quickly became planning for the creation of the Grand Hotel that would embody these se- sentiments. Mm. In 1909, Grove and Seeley purchased some 400 acres of land near Sunset Mountain to serve as the site of their scheduled retreat. <laughs> secluded. <Or> secluded. <laughs> you know what? Scheduled retreat. Yeah, secluded well, you got to schedule a retreat that for that. True, I guess so. Because we can't just leave right now for a <laughs> retreat. That's how you lose a job. <laughs> Grove and Seeley then began to construct their mountainside hotel not long after that. But they struggled to find the right architectural layout after rejecting the plans from several prominent architects. They're like, you're not good enough for us. I mean, I'm assuming if it's still a thing, which I think it is, I, w- I could imagine why they're picky. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be a test of time and be beautiful, of course. I mean, duh. Because these two men are, that are best friends just care about interior design so much. <laughs> I think you're inferring something a little <laughs> too much, Debbie. <laughs> no inferences here. Mm-mm. You know what they say when you assume? It makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So Groove and Seeley then began to construct their mountainside hotel. Uh, Singh eventually resolved the problem by presenting his own sketch of the hotel, which Grove quickly adored. He was like, "Look at this cute little." I was gonna say, sketch. "You got something about that?" I do got something. He was like, "He was like, look at this little picture I drew. What do you think if we did this?" And then the other guy was like, "Oh my gosh, like that's so cute. I adore oh. that." Oh and then they're like, let's build it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently, yes, that's what happened. That is exactly what happened. Seeley's own plan called for the use of arts and crafts style architect in the hope that the structure would properly reflect the rustic culture of the Blue Rigid Mountain Mountains. Mm. The project provided to be a mammoth undertaking. 
Some 400 men worked on the building. Oh, After of course they wanted 400 men working on their building. Like, oh, Johnny, can you climb that ladder once again? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, 400 men. <laughs> Uh, building after logging ten hour per ten hour per shifts over a six day week. Oof, that's yikes. The construction crew lugged thousands of pounds of granite up the mountain with just the use of rudimentary, rudimentary tools. tools like mules and wagons. That's crazy. Nevertheless, Seely Grove and their massive team managed to complete the hotel in just under a year. Named the Grove Park Inn. Oh, they named it after Grove. That's cute. How nice. New. The doors swung open for the first time on July 12th of 1913. Then Secretary of State William Jennings Bryan even gave the keynote address in which he proclaimed that the destination was built for ages. Wow. Charles Sammons of the massive real estate conglomerate. What? Conglomerate. It just means like a combination of multiple estates. Yikes. I feel like I'm like the little clipboard. Like, am I just clippy? Like, anytime I'm like, hey, that's what this means. <laughs> Listen, big words hard. It's okay. Salmon's Enterprises acquired the entire building in 1955. Through Salmon's Enterprises, Charles Salmon's and his family significantly transformed the Grove Park Inn into a leading international resort. Mm. The accumulation of their work transpired during the late 1980s when they added the resort's re- renowned multi-million dollar spa facility. Wow. The Salmons eventually sold the Grove Park Inn to KSL Resorts in 2012, which in turn sold it to the Omni Hotels and Resorts roughly a year later. Fancy. The company then began an, ex- an extensive rehabilitation of the entire resort at the cost of $25 million. Oof. Omni Hotels and Resorts subsequently renamed the location as the Omni Grove Park Inn. Mm. A member of Historic Hotels of America since 2007. Mm. The Omni Grove Park Inn still maintains its status as being one of the most exclusive places and vacation throughout the entire United States. So we can never go there because we cannot afford it. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Because uh, they're expensive. Very expensive. The Omni Grove Parks Inn is a historic resort located in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Asheville, North Carolina. It was built by Edwin Wiley Grove, of course, um, who, again, invented all that Titanic. Tonic. Titanic. Tonic. Whatever. Titanic is like the plates of the earth. Yeah, Titanic. Just tonic is what you drink. No, (laughs) Titanic. Okay. Titanic. Mm-hmm. The inn was used for some unusual purposes. Dar- during World War II, it was utilized as an intermittent center for Axis diplomats. Ooh. Later in the war it, war, it was used by the U.S. Navy as a rest and rehabilitation center for returning soldiers. Interesting. In 1944 to 45, the inn was an army redistribution station. Mm-hmm where soldiers rested before being assigned to other duties. The Philippine government operated its in exile from the presidential cottage on the grounds during World War II. The Grove Park Inn has attracted many celebrities in the past hundred years, including William Jennings Bryan, who spoke at the hotel's opening, Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, 
Harvey Firestone, Albert Hubbard, Wardrow Wilson, mm-hmm. John D. Rockefeller, General wow. J. Parrish, Dean Smith, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Steinfeld. David and Amy Sedaris. Yikes. So many people. Yeah. A lot of people. Also, William Howard, Franklin D. Roosevelt, and a bunch of people like that. <gasps> Scott Fitzgerald, Will Rogers, Bobby Jones, and even Barack Obama. Yeah. Um... F. Scott Fitzgerald lived at the end for about a year in 1935 to 1936 when he was struggling with tuberculosis and alcoholism. Everybody had tuberculosis back then. Yeah. And alcoholism, so. (laughs) (laughs) His wife, Zelda, was institutionalized with schizophrenia in a Asheville hospital. Hmm. Mementos? 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 Mementos, sure. That's too much. Of the Grove Park Inn's past are found throughout the public areas. Photographs of former notable guests hang in one corridor and empty bottles of tasteless chill tonic and early menus are on display in glass cases. That's cool. Also in evidence is the eight foot tall clock made by the Roar Craft Shop for the inn. With his hand-hammered face and oversized hardware, the clock may well be one of the most important objects to come out of the Roy Craft shops. Interesting. The Grove Park Inn provides great activities, including horse-drawn carriage rides, an 18-hole golf course, nine tennis courts, and a fully equipped sports center, as well as a nightclub and eight gift shops. Ooh. The most appealing guest activities at the Grove Park Inn may be the simplest ones, a meditation before a blazing fire or a post-dinner conversation in a mission rocker on the porch oh this place seems so romantic and mm. fancy even though it was used like in world war ii which is kind of weird but you know kinda, uh, that's where you know maybe our hauntings will come in all the good stuff comes yeah. from it and again it was in the 1800s so you know oof. that's when the good <laughs> things happen um all the good and spooky things um, oh, actually, well, just kidding. It was the 1900s. It started in 1913, but um, that's still early enough. Um, but yeah, wow, this place seems super nice and sweet. Um, I guess we'll see what happens when we get into the hauntings. The hauntings. But first, you know what time it is commercial break. Commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, 
we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. This is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, foes, and heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story. And just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness of everything. That's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. (laughs) Bros and, bros and, heroes. Gonna tell you about pros and foes and heroes. Gonna tell you about. And now, back to the show. time it is it's time to get into the hauntings i actually know it's 235 oh well just like last time <laughs> wait was it 235 <laughs> I'm last pretty time sure. whoa or that's some, weird or something like that we, have a, we record about the same time so i mean <laughs> yeah. it's almost like we have a schedule we're actually recording a day early this week um because my no week of guest uh bailed on me <laughs> so 
it's so fine. sad. Um, but you know what? We're being productive, so <laughs> yeah, it's we're okay. Being productive. Um, so Allison, you're gonna love this. So this is the story of the pink lady. Oh. She's not white. She's Thank not in God. white. This is not a woman in white story, Maybe guys. Maybe she accidentally washed her stuff with something with red. <laughs> she was bleaching. Therefore, <laughs> yeah, it became go. pink. Good. Okay. So this is the story of the pink lady. Um, as we mentioned earlier, although there have been several celebrity guests and U.S. staying here, there was one guest particularly famous to many of Asheville's residents. And to this day, she is still staying there. While her name remains unknown to this day, she has long just been known as the Pink Lady, and she answers to the Pink Lady. So, legend has it that the woman was wearing a pink gown at the time of her death. She apparently died from injuries that she sustained from falling from the balcony. So, yes, as she could have been wearing yeah, white. Yeah, she could have been wearing white, and maybe just blood stained, then <laughs> washed out all the way. Um, or she was just wearing a pink dress. Who knows? Um, but also, what was up with all these people falling from balconies, falling <laughs> downstairs, getting blasted out of windows? Exactly. I think, she just, just, she I just think just it's because the they didn't have proper OSHA certifications. You know, like now they're like, oh, the railing height needs to be this high. Back in the day, they didn't have that. They're like, mm, that railing looks safe enough. Was I it mean, safe? No. <laughs> clearly not. People are getting blasted out of windows <laughs> and breaking um, ankles. Well, I mean, in this situation, it was very unclear of whether it was an accident, suicide, or even maybe a murder. Oh. Um, yeah. So for the next 75 years, many hotel guests and staff members have told plenty of stories about the pink lady and her hauntings. Um, I don't know if it says on here, but in one of the things I was reading, she likes to tickle people's feet. Um, and I was like, you, why? <laughs> well, you know, I've heard that apparently you're, depending on where you are and how you're raised, there are some superstition. Did you spill just, some seven up? Yeah, it just came out <laughs> my mouth, just straight out my mouth. Anyway, what were you saying? So in some cultures, if you put sleep with your feet towards the door, it's kind of like you inviting the spirits to pull you from Ooh. your bed, like pull you by the ankles and out the door. Well, I, I this lady, she's she's a more good ghost. So think, she's not going to spook you. She's not going to tear you out of your bed. Um, like I said, I think she's just a little prankster. Um, so there have been various stories that have connected to the pink lady's death. Um, but none of them have ever actually been confirmed. Like I said, was it a suicide? Was it a murder? Was it an accident? We'll never know. Um, one story told was actually of the woman who was visiting a man she carried an affair with. So we're starting with scandal. Um, word had it that after the man ended the affair, the woman then committed suicide by jumping from the balcony. Another story concluded that a young woman had accidentally slipped and fell to her death. Maybe after one too many bubbly bottles. Oh. Interesting. Um, however, she died, and it may have been, and, and no one really knows what it is. Um, so she actually died in the early 1920s, um, like right after they opened. And there's been a long string of hauntings and paranormal activities that have occurred since then. Um, and actually, that still happened to this day. So people, like, immediately remember, like, hmm, this lady died, and then weird stuff started happening. Hmm, Interesting. Um, it's said that the pink lady, again, as I mentioned, is more of a good-natured ghost compared to sun spirits that typically haunt hotels and abandoned buildings. But we've also talked about, you know, like in the past where we're like, if people like a place they're staying, they're just going to stay there. And I mean, this place seems kind of fancy. So, like, I would want to stay there, too. <laughs> have you tried the AI thing? No, I have not. So, 
there's this AI thing on TikTok, mm-hmm. AI manga. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I sent you the TikTok. Yeah. So apparently, if you use People it, are using it to ghost hunt. Yeah, to ghost hunt, which is kind of cool. Hmm, maybe we and can do that. And since you since you sent that to me, it's mm-hmm. like every post is that. <laughs> every single one of them, I'm like, okay, I get it. Ghosties. Mm-hmm. Well, this ghostie is beautiful. She's a little pink lady. Um, and she, like I said, is a practical joker. Um, so that's fun. So these pranks include lights being turned on and off without anyone touching the light switch, air conditioner switching on and off. Oh, I think she's just a little chilly. Um, (laughs) oh, um, doors opening and closing when no one is coming in and out. And she may also have a strange habit. Oh, as I mentioned earlier of tickling people's feet, tickling the feet of sleeping guests. She just wants to tickle you. So um, dumb. Tickle me, ghost mommy. I love oh. her. <laughs> no. We're bringing back ghost mommy. Um, <laughs> no. Um, some guests with children actually recalled saying that the woman in pink was seen playing with them and having fun. And then when it came to check out, one guest actually told a staff member to pass along the message to the lady wearing pink um, whenever they were leaving. And oh. they're like, um, ma'am, that's a ghost. <laughs> Oh, speaking of bringing back stuff. Yeah. This this episode is just a random of. Oh yeah. By the way, I found a in one of those books by Lone Pine Publishing. Mhm. Shout out Lone Pine Publishing. Yeah. We love you. They uh they talk about Sally. <gasps> that you remember the Sally story yeah. with the doctor? Yeah. Yeah. They talk <gasps> about it. Wow. And I'm like that. spooky. We love all the Sallys, Ooh. Billy and Sallys in the world. Um, also, we literally talked about the Sally house, which was not about Sally the ghost, who we no. we, we have named Sally. Mm-hmm. Anybody that doesn't know, Billy and Sally's are any unnamed children that have passed away that are now ghosts. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know that, then you better go watch some of our older episodes, because duh. Because duh. Yeah, no. That's where all the funny <laughs> stupid when we first started. This, well, yeah, when we, we have so many inside jokes over like the last year of Poltergals. Um, we're sorry. <laughs> um, okay, you know, back to the story. So this is the story of room five fifty four, or sorry, five five forty five. Yeah, five four five, five four five. Okay. Um, so you know, as we mentioned in some class, some rooms have more activity than others. Okay. At this end, okay, Stanley. It's five four five. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Mister <laughs> Stanley. Um, so it's actually said that the pink lady may have stayed in room 545 oh. or that was the one that she fell off the balcony or the t- at the time of her death. Um, this room had a balcony, which could have been the one that she fell from. Um, legend has it that her spirit lives here, um, in the room and when she is not wandering the house, the halls or the hotel ground. So she's most active here. If you're planning on staying at the place, you might not actually be able to snag it because um, it gets booked up so close. If you're close to it, you may get a chance to see her or anywhere in the hotel. Um, so, And then like the people that have stayed in room 545 in the past have reported feeling cold spots in the room. Um, but then other people who have stayed on the same floor, floor have reported feeling the same thing. So they, it might just be like the full floor, but more specifically, again, the bedroom, um, even though it's the most haunted and you probably can't get it because it's booked up. <laughs> um, others have seen a woman shrouded in pink mist in the hallways on some days. When the hotel was closed for repairs and renovations in around the 1950s, one of the workers started feeling quite uncomfortable when he was getting close to room 545. 
he started to get cold chills to the point where he decided to just leave the floor quickly and like he literally never returned Yikes. he was like mm, nothing i'm getting weird vibes i'm not gonna go near this room and just left so instead he actually sent some of the other crew members up there to finish the job and get done <laughs> he was like he was like um i'm not gonna go up there but can you guys like go finish this real fast so we can freaking leave this creepy place he's like i'm done bye yeah Have fun i'm gonna sit here and look pretty yeah exactly um but it wasn't until around the 1990s when paranormal investigators were finally able to check out what all the hubbub was about um during this time, they interviewed over 50 people and were actually able to get enough in evidence to prove that the pink lady herself was, in fact, real. And she is um, a fixture of the hotel even to this day. Aww. So, yeah. So, um, if you guys are looking for a nice way to get around um, and go see something, go to the Grove Park Inn and meet the pink lady. Aww. Not the woman in white. Thank God. Or maybe she just washed her laundry with a little with a red sock. <laughs> Don't you know, you don't, um, I say that, and yet I wash my stuff with colors. Wow. I know. I don't I, separate my laundry I, I either. Neither do I. I literally, I'm <laughs> neither like. Neither does the lady in pink. <laughs> clearly, we've learned clearly. nothing <laughs> since we've invented washing machines. I know. Washing machines? Washing machines. <laughs> um, washing machines. But yeah, so that's all for this episode. Again, we wanted to get into the new year. We want to talk about parties. We want to talk about a cool place to go um, with a nice little ghost mommy who's not spooky. Yeah. Um, and we just, you know, we wanted to give you guys a good, another good one. Because sometimes we feel like, again, we get bogged down by saddy, sad, sad boys. Um, and this one's not a saddy, sad, sad boy. This is a party hardy good girl. I mean, it could be a little sad if she did commit suicide. But maybe. I mean... Maybe not. We may never Slew know. Slew or slide. Um, trigger warning. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Poltergals. Welcome to 2023. And that's all for this episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Poltergals. A Rogue Media Network podcast. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>